So Stephen, we've established in our previous conversations that it's going to be on the building owners to invest in their own in-building cellular systems. I think it's become clear through our conversations that cellular is a utility and your business needs it just as much as you need electricity or water. So today we're going to have kind of a summary conversation, but let's start by reiterating the pain points that you see associated with one, not having quality in-building cellular coverage, and two, once you've recognized number one, navigating this sort of minefield of vendor selection, system integration, and then operationalization of your solution uh, from the from the buyer point of view. What do, what do they need to be looking for? Well, Sean, first, not having robust in-building coverage can hurt occupancy rates for commercial and residential leasing, as most businesses and consumer tenants require usable cellular for critical communications. Additionally, lack of cellular signal prevents effective deployment for IoT solutions, security, productivity, and efficiency that all of these systems are generally based on cellular. As for the second part of your question, you know, until recently, the operator was responsible for any and all cellular issues. The enterprise had very little experience in managing this problem, and they always looked to the M&O to, you know, come out and fix their cellular problems. Well, this doesn't happen anymore. And, you know, when you look at the enterprise, they don't know where to go to get this cellular coverage issues fixed. So it again highlights the need for OEMs in this space to build a network of trained, knowledgeable, and experienced partners, our distributors and our integrators. And these are the people that can effectively consult, sell, install, and support the right cellular coverage solution for the enterprises. It's also on us, the OEMs, to ensure that these solutions that we're engineering are easy to design, easy to install, and they get in as fast as possible. We took a deep dive into this on the second episode in this series, but I did want to revisit Nextivity's unique approach to addressing the the pain points that we outlined there. So can you run us through why an active hybrid DAS solution really is effective, affordable, and approachable uh, for a material chunk of the in-building market? When Nextivity first started looking at this, it uh, was quick to realize that most of the cellular problems inside of buildings are more due to coverage and not capacity, right? We talked about that earlier. Um, and so early on, you know, we recognized that there was this gap in the market that required a cost-effective, high-performing, network-safe solution for what we call the middle price, right? This area of buildings that are under the million square feet mark. And to fill this gap, we launched the first Quatra solution in early 2017. And the Quatra architectural design uses category cable, which is prevalent in most you know, buildings out there today, and PoE power, which enterprises are very familiar with. Um, all of this is intelligently run by Nextivity's patented IntelliBoost chipset technology. So having an ASIC as part of our solution allowed us to be unconditionally network safe, which many other folks can't state. And this was very disruptive when we launched it and it's still unmatched in the market, right? So for the first time, there was an off-air solution using an external antenna that could provide the performance of traditional fiber backhaul DAS at a much lower cost per square foot with zero risk of network interference. 
And all of this without requiring a retransmission agreement. And you know, as many of your listeners will know, when you put in a traditional DAS system, these retransmission agreements can take well over 12 months to get established. So you know, our goal here and what we've successfully done is that we can get customers via our partners exceptional cellular coverage in weeks and not months. So, um, you know, that's how we approach that market. It was disruptive, continues to be disruptive, but we think it's really a good way to go. In our last episode, we talked about what's happening in, in some of the target verticals Nextivity is working in, and, and we discussed the kind of variability in the built environment there. And uh, you referred to the, the middle prize, which is a, a really good description, but it's not just one type or size of building. So I wanted to talk a little bit about the scalability of Quattro 4000 and then you know beyond the coverage piece this ability to add capacity to coverage so can you kind of talk us through that first part around scalability and uh, addressing different size and types of buildings and then what is the the option for a building owner or manager who does want to invest in capacity most of the time, it is coverage. It's not always capacity. But what if it is capacity and how would we handle that? So Quattro 4000 really helps address all of this. So when we look back, the Quattro 4000 was designed to scale. And you know, within six months of initial launch, we had deployments that were already exceeding 500,000 square feet. We had early wins in some key verticals like healthcare, big box retail, and education. And then it continued on into verticals like manufacturing and warehousing, where quickly we saw that we had deployments that exceeded 1 million square feet. When we talk about capacity, right? So coverage, we're able to go well over a million square feet. But when we talk about capacity, it's really determined by the cell tower. How much can that tower that we're feeding off of handle? And you know, the vertical, when we look at the use case, when we're talking about going into a vertical, we have to look at the number of simultaneous cellular users, and that'll really determine the capacity that we need. And every situation and every installation is different. And in some cases, it might be possible to offload to multiple towers. So if you've got a building, you can point two antennas at separate towers, feed it into the Quattro system, and that gives you capacity from two towers. Another option, is we can put small cells or multiple small cells feeding into the Quattro system. You know, again, every installation is unique. And, you know, we, we have this whole community of Nextra, I'm sorry, Nextivity Quattro integrators that can really help you determine the best option. So off-air, two antennas off-air, small cell, multiple small cells, we can handle it, coverage and capacity. Um, if we come in and look at it and we realize that perhaps the square footage is too much or perhaps, you know, the the amount of users is too much, you know, we'll walk away from, you know, uh, an opportunity because we'd rather walk away and be honest with the customer that maybe this is an ideal situation for traditional DAS. Uh, we'll do that before we have a bad experience with the customer. So we always try to do what's best for them. So we took a deep dive into verticals on our, our last episode, and the, the narrative was just really around the foundational role of cellular coverage inside buildings for digital transformation. You know, retail really jumped out at me hearing you discuss how adaptable that sector had to become during COVID and how valuable cellular was in making that possible. 
but just if you could give us a, a high level review, you know, why is cellular business critical? Well, cellular is simply the best medium for voice and data transport. While Wi-Fi has its place in the enterprise, many of the applications are, you know, it, it doesn't translate over. When you look at things like Wi-Fi calling, it's often a poor experience and it's less consistent and reliable than cellular. Uh, Wi-Fi is also less secure. There's simply no substitute for cellular. And I believe that 5G will be even more impactful in driving more complex IoT solutions within the building. When it comes to enterprise strategies, IT leaders must have a complete wireless strategy. This includes Wi-Fi and cellular coverage working together to solve problems inside the building. Historically, we thought that Wi-Fi was for data and cellular for voice. That's no longer correct. Critical data transmission, machine-to-machine, sensors, and data on mobile devices has become mission critical. And this is needed over cellular, which has the security and the reliability that we've all become accustomed to using. Stephen, you mentioned IoT sensors, M2M communications there, and you know that's a that's a big area, uh, but it's a really important one for any kind of vertical that you look at. If you kind of project ahead over two or three years, how do you think that companies that embrace cellular as a foundation for their technological and business strategies are going to fare in comparison to businesses that uh, you know don't move on this? When you look at this, it really depends on the vertical and use cases, but it's clear that there are a host of new technologies lining up to provide efficiencies, savings, security, safety, compliance, and other critical value adds to any business. You know, and all these new technologies will be built on cellular, you know, LTE, 5G, and beyond. And companies that have a cellular business strategy today will soon have a distinct advantage over companies that don't. Also, as we look forward to the proliferation of private cellular networking, companies who have invested in this area are going to have a distinct advantage of those, again, who didn't. You know, wireless strategies today are evolving, and they they have to encompass everything when it comes to wireless. And, And companies need to think this way. What's my wireless strategy, and does it include Wi-Fi, public cellular, and private cellular? The companies that are thinking that way already today, again, big advantages in the future when these new technologies come out. Over the course of this series, it's become crystal clear to me that because the enterprise space is in this constant state of change, the technology solutions that they invest in, you know, they got to be flexible, adaptable to changing conditions. And they also need to be user-friendly. So, you know, it's easy to consume these technologies. If you look internally at Nextivity, how are you and your colleagues thinking about delivering that flexibility, adaptability in terms of uh, product and and go-to-market strategy? When we look at what we've done, we have a unique architecture and design with our Quattro 4000 product that can be adapted and enhanced to work with today's technologies as well as future cellular and public safety wireless technologies. One of our key differentiators is our IntelliBoost chipset, which we talked about last time. It's now in its fifth generation, right? So this is the fifth generation of uh, our own ASIC chip that we design and manufacture and really differentiates us. And when you talk about IntelliBoost, it's always going to be upgraded to allow the next the next products that we have 
to support new wireless technologies. The Nextivity go-to-market strategy is partner-based and will always partner with the best-in-class players across many markets where we feel we have an opportunity to bring value and continue to be disruptive for the benefit of our customers and partners. It's core to our values to offer solutions that are unconditionally network safe with being the most intelligent and fastest to deploy cellular coverage solutions out there. When I talk about network safe, that's because, you know, our relationships with the carriers are just really the most important to us. We have to make sure that whatever technologies the carriers are rolling out, we're able to, we're able to safely repeat those inside the building. They trust us. They've never had to shut off one of our systems. And then customers know on the other side that with our solutions coming off air and ours being, uh, you know, with the IntelliBoost processor, that they know that they're going to be the most efficient cost per square foot to implement in the fastest manner. So we're going to continue to operate that way. We think it's uh, done well to get us here. We think it's going to do well for us, our partners, and our customers in the future. So maybe if we can take an even longer term view, Stephen, and make some assumptions around carriers and the spectrum that they've invested in to deploy in the future, uh, businesses and how they are posturing around technology investment and your own partnerships and ecosystem developments, uh, what do you see for Nextivity on maybe a five-year horizon? Yeah, it's it's amazing to me right now how many people are talking about technologies and uh, solutions that really aren't even fully rolled out yet by the carriers. And so, you know, we always monitor and track the trends in technology you know, new and emerging markets, you know, we seek to build new solutions or form new strategic partnerships to take advantage of all these things. You know, obviously, from a technology perspective in this three to five year horizon, we're hearing a lot about 5G, CBRS, private LTC band, you know, and many, many more, right? The, the word of the day. But, you know, our customers and partners, they can trust, they can be assured that we're involved in every one of these new market opportunities and we're going to bring to market the best solutions at the right times, right? A lot of people are trying to run out fast ahead of the technology, you know, what's called the, the bleeding edge, right? And try to second guess what's going to be out there. Well, we work with the carriers and as they roll out and proliferate their solutions, you know, as those solutions become prevalent, we roll out our solutions uh, to be based on that. So we continue to be the most trusted and award-winning intelligent coverage solution out there because of this, because we don't go out and try to put something out that there's not a market need for. So, you know, as we look forward, you know, like you say, three to five years, we're, we're going to be right there with the carriers, rolling out their technologies, making it more available to the consumer. And uh, I'm pretty excited about that. Um, you know, and it's obviously, like you said, going to be based around things like 5G, CBRS, private LTE, C-band. And, uh, you know, this is the nextivity way. We've, we've been there. We'll continue to be there. We've had a, a fairly thorough conversation over this podcast series. And as we approach the end of it, and I acknowledge that I'm going to try to get a reductive answer to what is really a complicated problem space from you, but what words of advice, you know, actionable advice, would you leave our audience with as they consider their own investments in technology over time. Well, that's great, Sean. For first, let me say that I really appreciate it and enjoyed the time spent with you over these uh, four podcasts. And, and you end with the hardest question of them all. Take what we said 
in the last four podcasts and get it down to one reductive answer. I'll, I'll take my best shot at it. Um, you know, as I look at this, I guess the biggest piece of advice that I'm going to leave our listeners with is that it's crucial that you partner with companies who have a proven track record of offering solutions that you know are aware of the carrier network. They they know what's going on in the carrier network. They are unconditionally network safe. They guarantee that they when you turn on your system, it's not going to impact the macro network. Next, you want to make sure that the company you're working with is invested in technologies, you know, like we did, the IntelliBoost chipset, that ensure the best performance at the lowest cost of total ownership. You know, a lot of times people look at, you know, one uh, one antenna over another antenna. What they don't look at is uh, they look at that initial cost. They don't always look at you know, how much coverage will it do? How many bands will it handle? What frequency will it handle? Um, you got to look at the total cost of ownership. And finally, do your research. You know, all cellular coverage solutions are not the same. There's a lot of marketing today that is misleading. You know, I found that when we're able to explain to customers, you know, things like the difference between wideband and narrowband, as well as why would you want to have a carrier-specific solution versus a reboost everybody's solution? Um, you know, get educated out there. And, you know, obviously I say this because, uh, you know, as far as we're concerned, an educated customer tends to be a nextivity customer. Stephen, I think that's a really fitting place to end our conversations here around how nextivity is working to solve complex business problems with simple, effective in-building cellular coverage and capacity. So I want to really thank you for taking the time to have this conversation with me and with our audience. And if this is your entry point into the series of podcasts, I'd encourage you to go back and listen to the previous three on rcrwireless.com or anywhere else you get your podcasts. And also to stay up to date with how Nextivity is addressing this really important, impactful market, stay tuned to RCR. Stephen, thank you again for your time, and thank you to everybody for listening.